Hi, and welcome to a Black Voice podcast. I'm Francesca, and in this space, I will be discussing a range of topics to do with emotional well-being, self-empowerment, self-care, and mental health, as well as delving into societal issues on race, sexuality, gender identity, and more. I'm happy to talk more about what I share in each episode with you. If you ever want to reach out to me through my IG page, that's Instagram page, at a black voice. So that's spelled A-B-L-A, full stop, C-K, voice. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy. Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Black Voice. This is Francesca. And today, today I need to think about what I'm going to call this episode. Um, But I know what I want to focus on and talk about today. So at the moment, pretty much always I'm trying to read books. So at the moment, the book I'm reading is called You Are Your Best Thing. And it's by, I think... Tarana is how you say it? Tarana Burke. I'm just checking. You know, you would think that I would have these things prepared in advance, but I like to do it on the spot. So you are your best thing. Yeah, Tarana Burke and Brene Brown. So together, these two authors made this amazing book. Um, And Brene Brown is obviously a very famous, well-known author already, but the story that I heard that came to the makings of this book is that Tarana Burke, someone that was already friends with Brene Brown, um, had read many of her books in the past because Brene Brown always focuses on shame and vulnerability and how we should be our most authentic self and how being vulnerable in our relationships helps us to thrive and become more confident and gentle with ourselves and help strengthen our relationships. All amazing messages. And I love um, her ideas and um, just her motivation to talk about this and write about this. <clears throat> and then Tarana Burke was just, as a, is a black woman and was just thinking about how living the black experience affects the ability to be vulnerable. Um, and then I guess they got together and thought about making a book that explores the black experience when thinking about shame and vulnerability. So I'm literally just on the first three chapters of the book. Um, so I've so the book goes through different stories of different people's personal accounts of working and living with shame and vulnerability and how it's affected their lives, specifically being a black person. So they're all um, written from black people. So black, other black authors or writers or creatives. Um, and it's just interesting how reading this book and other things that I've consumed, like other books and other podcasts and other things that I've heard and I'm familiar with for myself, is just knowing that as a black person, there's so much limitations put on us. And there's so much working against us that it's no doubt that it's harder for us to be able to just be vulnerable, be free, be ourselves without second guessing everything. So when I say that, I mean, from the minute that we're born and we see in the media, um, not enough representation of ourselves. So the moment I turn on the TV, I see images of 
most majority white faces and in really high positions. And then that, and I internalized the belief, oh, okay, so there's no space for black people to take high positions. There's no space for me to be on TV. There's no space for me to fit into this place. Even when it affects the, the, the point of thinking about romantic relationships, the amount of media that I consumed that was just focused on white relationships and then that internalizing the message within me, oh, so black people don't really have lovely, healthy, romantic relationships because that's not what I see in the media. Of course, I have my own personal examples to reflect on in my family, but when you're faced with loads of messages from the outside world, subconsciously, not subconsciously, on like subliminally telling you and feeding you these ideas, it's going to affect your self-esteem. Most of the time, especially in the 90s and earlier than that, there were a lot more negative stereotypes portrayed of black people. There still are of um, a lot of films about black people showing us less intelligent, speaking with a um, more ghetto accent or whatever, and like re-degrading the idea of what it is to be a black person. There are so many ideas and that we get, not just from the media, but personal experiences from teachers and people just expecting us to not thrive. I was listening to a podcast, um, Growing Up With Galdem, which I love. Um, they had Malloy Blackman on their episode this like this week. That's amazing. Malloy Blackman is amazing. If you don't know who Malloy Blackman is, she is the author of a very famous book called Noughts and Crosses. And she made a series of books following that storyline. Amazing. You need to read it. You need to check it out. Um, <clears throat> and anyway, I bring up that up because she said something in the episode saying that when she was in school, that she was talking to her careers advisor about what to do in the future and then she just said I want to go to university and then the the um careers advisor said oh black people don't go to university you should just be a receptionist or secretary and again so we obviously feed fed these messages from people who are supposed to play important roles in our lives people who are older than us people who are supposed to look up to and get advice from and to be constantly living in this world where we're ranked really lowly automatically makes us have a very limited view of ourselves. I know that I was just thinking um, a lot for myself personally, why is it that I don't think I can do this or achieve this or do this? And then just literally seeing that, oh, it's because I've never really seen that many black people do this. For example, in the therapy world, like as I've been training to be a therapist, um, there's not many black therapists in the UK. And I think it's the same in America as well and worldwide or wherever therapy is a really, whatever country therapy is an established profession, it's not common to see many black people in this profession. And when you don't see that, then it feels like, oh, is this the right thing for me? Is it something that black people just don't do or can't achieve? Is that why there's not many black people there? And when you don't see yourself and you don't, and you keep receiving really negative messages from the outside world, it's gonna make me feel, and make us feel like we're so limited and not able to do things. And it's just me, I don't know, it's something that I've really been aware of, but I've just been thinking about it a lot more lately and how trapped in a box it can make me feel and a lot of other black people feel when we're fed all these messages all of the time. And not only does it make us feel limited and therefore feeling limited make us not take risks or not go for certain jobs or not do certain things that we really passionately want to do, but it also affects our physical health. Because I know I've talked to many family members and other black um elder people 
not even necessarily older, but maybe even the same age, that have a series of health problems. And I always drone on like about how health is a huge, how physical health is a huge sign of how our environment is impacting us because we do take on stresses from the environment and then it has a direct effect on how our body is presenting. So if we're really stressed at work, it can give us a headache. Or if we're really overwhelmed, it can affect our anxiety levels. Everything and the anxiety levels coming out in a faster heart rate or excessive sweating or something. There's always a way in which our body will respond to physical, our physical body will respond to stress that we face in the environment. So I think because of these ideas, these toxic messages and limiting messages that we always receive um, in the world, that makes us feel more stressed or pressured at work. At work, we face really unhealthy messages about what it is and what it means to be a black person. And all of these ideas just become too much to kind of take and it will come out in the body. And I know I'm talking about this very clearly and openly and like calmly and everything as if I'm removed from the situation, but I experience this on a regular basis. And it takes a lot of work to have to combat all of these feelings and thoughts as if I'm not enough or as if I'm not good enough because I'm black. And that's why I work so hard on on affirmations. I try to do affirmations every day and my self-care routine, I really try to stick to, like yoga and meditation. And it's really an unfair place that we've been put in, in the society, whoever it was that originated the idea that black people are less, really messed up whole generations because it's led to a lot more people suppressing their true magic. I feel like there's so much more people that could have thrived and become so much greater, but because of the way that we feel so restricted in like this invisible glass dome, and we can't go beyond that point of the glass ceiling, because we just know that the world won't truly accept us. Even if we try to risk taking a step out of that, the world would put us back down again. So I know it's something that's been on my mind lately, and just reading the immense amount of stories about people having illnesses and tumors and all this because I just think about how that links with the racial injustices that injustices that they've had to face and how that has a direct impact on our physical health I think it's just something that's really important to be aware of to be aware of how all the injustices that we face aren't just affecting our self-esteem but they're affecting our entire beings um yeah so this is something I wanted to rant on and talk about and just think about how we're made to feel small from as soon as we're born the things that we're taking in the things that we're limited to in our environment the limited resources our parents were able to give us because of race racial injustices and just how suffocating it feels to be put in such a tight small box but that's something I just wanted to give space to and just air and just discuss because I think it's always important for things to be broken down clearly for everyone to understand how exactly and to what level and depths that racism has an effect on our entire well-being. So um, I hope you found that interesting. I hope that was thought-provoking or made you think about something differently. And that's it for the episode. Also, if my nose, if my, not nose, my voice sounds nasally, it's because I have a, I'm recovering from a cold. Um, I should probably go to that earlier on, but I just thought about saying it now. So my voice will change in future episodes. But thank you for listening. I hope you found that interesting. 
I'll be back with another episode very soon. Bye.